All right, here we are again, two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God, Oliver, for this blessed day. Thank you, Jesus, for another day here to glorify you in word. And we pray, Lord, that your will be done through us today. Amen, amen. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for joining us as well. Yeah, we know you can be anywhere, and <laughs> and also uh, if you are feeling particularly moved to to reach out to us, our email address is two guys one spirit at gmail dot com. Please send us your prayer intentions or any feedback you may have for us, suggestions of any topics you'd like us to discuss. We're we're totally open to what whatever the Holy Spirit wants to share with us. So. Uh, you know, this is definitely not a not a two man show. Yep. So what's on uh what's in store for us today, John? Uh well, I mean nothing nothing um I think we were kinda just before we started recording here, we were uh just kinda chatting and um something had come up, so you know, um I was kinda moved. Um being that we do live in this world, right? And um, a big source of entertainment in this world comes through sports. And uh, me being um, someone that has had, uh, well, I would say, I would say since when I was in the second grade, um, I would, I'm very um, willing to share that, like, basketball was my my first my first love i would say um that was something that i really had a passion for so um since since then sports has really been a uh, a, a pretty big part of my life um just you know and i know that there, there's a lot of people out there that might be listening that do watch sports so um i guess we, i was feeling uh move to kind of at some point whenever the holy spirit asked me to to share about this yeah it seems like uh nowadays sports has um become a big priority in people's lives not just professionally you know sunday like football that's pretty popular and then our kids um Sports have become popular as well in that, you know, as parents will drop everything, even going to church to go support our kids in um, whatever sports they're playing, either it be on Sunday or Saturday or throughout the week. We can dedicate a lot of time to, you know, transporting them there, watching them, providing whatever they need to play sports that it almost becomes like like a god in that yeah. that's who we're serving right and i think mo a lot more people are watching um football on sundays instead of uh going to church like i think that has become a, a church for some people like oh i'm gonna go to church i'm gonna watch my team play on sunday and then now yeah. god has really um, become lost in the world. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, um, 
you know, we were recently over here where my where my wife and I live. There was a block party. Um, it was like for Halloween, and it was on it was on the thirtieth, sun, the Sunday before Halloween, and like, yeah, one of our neighbors at the block party, whom we didn't really know before, but just someone that lives in the neighborhood, had made a comment like that to affirm what you just shared that. He was just like, you know, what are Sundays for? And he was talking about, he was referencing, you know, watching football. <laughs> like, and I was just like, wow, you know, um, that's a reality for, for many people, as you, as you mentioned. Yeah, um, I think uh, Sundays also have become just like a day of uh, rest, like a, a, a me day, maybe. Like, I'm just going to take the whole day and just, uh, you know, pretty much do whatever I want to do not wanting to uh keep holy the sabbath day just you know if i want to wake up late i'm going to wake up late if i want to go pamper myself throughout the day i'm going to go do that if uh, i want to go hang out with some people i'm i'm going to do that i know i was uh i don't know if i probably i was into that before like i growing up I would always hope that there would be a Sunday where my parents would be like, okay, we're not going to church today. And I think I just want to sleep in late, just stay in bed as late as I could. So that way I didn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember doing that. Yeah, I can, I can, I mean, I har we hardly went, my family hardly went to, to mass. Um, so, but I can definitely understand and appreciate where you're coming from, you know, especially if it was like, like, let's say it was for a holiday or for Christmas or something like that, you know, like the thought in your mind, like, Hey, maybe if I just stay in bed longer, then they won't actually have us go kind of a thing, you know, yep. but, um, yeah, and obviously, like, you know, we're not over here saying that we shouldn't be resting on Sunday because it's in Scripture, right, that the Lord said that he rested on the seventh day, right? So he definitely wants us to rest, but certainly um, I definitely see where you're, you know, where you're going with this and that, you know, we're, we're clearly rejecting God from our from our our lives, especially on the day that he created to be holy right he wanted he wanted this day the sabbath day to be holy uh, you know it's a day for us to be able to come closer to him and uh, the world has definitely taken a hold of this and done other things with it right so it's kind of you know a reality that that, that oliver and i are are being moved to discuss uh, as we continue to walk on this journey with the lord um you know, and, you know, obviously we're talking about sports and as I mentioned earlier, um, man, big love for basketball. That was my, that was my first, first love. And it really kind of like, you know, was a contributing factor to the way I perceived my own life. Like I wasn't thinking about God at all. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, 
you know, like when I was at school during recess, always playing basketball, um, you know, if, if outside of school, if I could play with my friends, I would do that. So I just really had this, um, ambition and even at one point to, to play in the NBA, like that was, it was a legit thing in my heart that I wanted. Yeah, um, you probably could. You're like six foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no, there's this, you know, for maybe for like baseball or something like that, that would be, that would maybe be a you good could, height. Could have been a star in the Philippines. Yeah, there you go. That that crossed my mind too. Actually, as I got older, was like, you know, if I went to the Philippines and played there in the in the PBL or you know, whatever the initials are for their their professional league over there, you know, maybe I would do a lot better. But but anyway, like going back to, um, you know, where my head was at as it you know growing up, I remember. Uh, one thing that still like sticks with me is <laughs> I was a kid and I asked my mom, like, cause you know, the, my, my mom and dad were, were hardcore Lakers fans. And, uh, do you, did you ever watch the Lakers when you were young? Oh yeah. My parent, my dad okay. was a Laker fan and our uncles were, and, um, yeah, you'd be watching that. Those Lakers so, games. Do, so you remember probably then this name that I'm about to say, chick hearn remember him who is that <laughs> okay he's the guy i, I, I know the... it. he's the announcer oh okay yeah, yeah exactly students. exactly so chick obviously had all these little catchphrases right like uh at the end of the games if the lakers were gonna win he's like uh talking about the refrigerator the games in the refrigerator the the butter's getting hard uh the know, jello's jiggling jello's jiggling i mean all whatever he said right and as a kid, I just I would watch these games and I'd be like, "Oh man, I I wanna I wanna play in a game, and I wanna be able to hear like Chick Hearn talking about me while I'm in the game." <laughs> so, so I I asked my mom one day. I was like, "Hey mom, do you think Chick Hearn is still gonna be alive when I play in the NBA? Because I, I I want I really wanted to hear Chick Hearn call call a game that I played in. So, and it was just a a, a little silly thing that um, that I definitely was feeling moved to share just about my my childhood experience and and and, and my love for for this game and and so anyway um, obviously it wasn't God's will for me to be a professional basketball player and um, and just kind of to witness like through the eyes of the Holy Spirit like what the world has has done to the nba it's it's pretty disturbing man it's pretty disturbing like um yeah i i know you had shared something with me before about kind of what god has shown you about the nba maybe maybe you want to interject here and share that oh what was that specifically oh I, I used to, so i used to watch basketball a lot I would look forward to watching the games, watching the Lakers play. And then recently I would be into watching uh, Golden State because of uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. But then during this whole uh, pandemic and uh, um, things that came up, the NBA started advertising um, 
or they started to get involved in politics or yes. current events. And from that day, I kind of just stopped watching. I had no more interest to watch uh, the NBA. So is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally um, am with you on that. Like, I, you know, anybody that's wa that watches the NBA knows the show on TNT inside the NBA, right? We're talking Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and Charles Barkley. Like, anybody that watches the NBA knows what this show is because they have such great chemistry um, on set, and it really, really comes through when you're watching as a viewer, it's very entertaining. They're funny. You know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, but like just to kind of affirm what you just shared. I mean, when I, the first time I saw inside the NBA, which, you know, I hadn't, I, for, for a little while, as I was going through my conversion, I wasn't watching at all. Cause it's just, I had more important things I had to, to do that the Lord was calling me to. Yep. But as, um, as like after we were married in church and stuff like that, like you're referring to in, in 2020 with the pandemic, um, the Lord would give opportunity to me and like my son to like watch. And like the first time I saw inside the NBA and on the background in their set, it says black lives matter. I was like, Oh man, no, not, not inside the NBA, you know, like I was like, so I was like hurt, like, and, and you know, it brought me sorrow. Cause I'm just like, cause the Lord revealing to me so much, um, in the months leading up to that. Cause it was actually almost a year at that point from my conversion when my son and I were like watching the playoffs or what, whatever it was like, this is when you and I weren't, we were not talking during that time because of you know what had happened but um yeah this so this was like may may june we're watching basketball and uh, yeah i see that and it was just like i mean obviously you and i um being children of christ like you know anyone that's a christian knows that like we're all children of god all lives matter all, li all lives matter yes all lives matter it's not just black lives or this and that like you know the color of our skin doesn't matter like we all bleed the same you know we all bleed the same and we're all children of god and so to see this it's very disappointing it was very sad to see because you know like you said that's that's a that's a that's been politicized right like ever since you know um george floyd god rest his soul um, he passed, like, you know, the, the lot of leaders in this country took a hold of that and tried to really, you know, weaponize it to push a certain agenda that is definitely not of Christ, not, not holy. So anyway, that was something that, um, you know, that's something I think about when I think about now uh, where i am today with the lord and 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 in sports basketball in particular since i had such a love for it like now i just i have no motivation to watch like tnt um you know because that that's on weekly um i used to watch it almost religiously like every every 
every Thursday. Like I knew the day and, you know, as an adult, you know, um, even for my teens, just always watching and, you know, the Lord has really, um, given me the grace to, to just, you know, not really desire really to watch it. Um, you know, we'll probably like my son, he's, he's only 15. So he's, he's definitely kind of like coming into this uh, season of his life where he's now kind of more getting interested in sports, which, you know, that's fine. Like, uh, he's not at all. Like I was, um, like he, like he loves Jesus. Right. And, and so like, I ne I could never say that about myself at the age of 15 that I love Jesus. Um, so yeah, neither could I. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's okay. Like he'll, he'll watch, he'll watch basketball every now and then, but he doesn't like, like when I used to watch it, like I was watching the game from start to finish, like maybe get up for bathroom breaks or whatever during, during commercials in between, you know, timeouts or when quarters would end or whatever. But like, he doesn't do that, which is, which is awesome. Like, you know, but I was, I mean, I, I literally like, I took pride, man, in like watching basketball so much that I could just like name players, name stats. Like, I mean, just like people would be like amazed by like the information that like I could just spit out about sports because I just like took pride in it. I took pride in knowing that stuff. And it was, uh, your love. You, you loved it. Yeah. Exactly. Like the Lord, I mean, it's in scripture, right? Like, uh, you know, wherever our heart is, uh, that's, that's what we treasure. And, and so, so then I, I wonder now being on this journey, if you could spit out Bible verses, the way that you could spit out basketball stats, are we at that point yet in our life, in our, in our journey? <laughs> yeah. I thought about that too. Like, I'm like, man, that would be awesome. Lord. If, if, uh, the way that I used to spit out, you know, information about basketball, like, you know, and, and I, you know, I think he's definitely given me a lot of grace in that. Um, there are a lot of, um, you know, certain scriptures that'll pop up in my, in my heart, in my mind about like from the gospel or whatever, the new Testament. But like, I'm not at the point yet where I'm just like, Oh yeah, chapter this. And you know, First, this, you know, this, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not at a Protestant level <laughs> yet. Cause, cause that's, um, you know, and, and that may not be God's plan for me to, to be ever be able to do that. So, um, you know, I just, I just leave that in his hands, but, um, yeah, anyway, that's, that's, you know, sports, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a major part of our culture. Um, another experience that, that, you know, you had asked about was I used to play in a fantasy football league. Um, so this was a league that I was actually running. I was the commissioner of this league. That's a, that's a big time position. <laughs> commissioner. Yeah. All it was is me collecting the money for it. Um, people would put in to join and then, you know, we had prize prize money at the end, depending on the results of the, of the league. And, one of uh one of our uh, your buddies um jordan he 
Um, he was in the league. Um, Irfan was in the league too. So there was a you know a few, couple. I just named out a couple of Oliver's buddies that I I met, um, in my own uh, journey of life because um, my wife, I was best friends uh, with with Jordan's wife. So anyway, um, you know, seven years strong. So that was like 2012, I think, when that fantasy league first started, and then. And then, um, let's see, maybe I still played, no. Oh, maybe I did still play uh, at the end of uh, 2019, but I, I, that was like my last year. So anyway, 2020 comes around and like you were kind of referencing with the pandemic and everything. And um, he, uh, that was the year where I, I finally, cause I already had had my conversion and I w- had been married in the church. And so I told, told the guys, cause it was like a, it was a similar group of like 10 people, like, um, like clockwork. We were all part of this league. And, and I told them, I was like, cause it was just when not was not in my heart anymore to do this, to, to be the commissioner. And, and they, they really, made it known to me that they enjoyed the way that I ran the league, but it just wasn't in my heart, um, uh, to, to do it anymore because, uh, you know, my love of Christ and just seems so like meaningless, like to, to do, to be a part of that. So and you so, were, you were, in, you were in a way being, uh, transformed. Yes. I was, um, I was being made, um, made new. The Lord was, I was um, in the process of dying of myself and having the Lord, as St. Paul says, um, the Lord living within me, within my own heart. And so just didn't feel uh, that desire to do it. And so, but, you know, these, these were men that um, were very worldly that were in this league. And so um, I didn't, I wasn't feeling moved to start preaching to them about, about this. They weren't asking me like they weren't asking me about my conversion. So oh, you should have just jumped in. <laughs> so well, it was, it was, it was mostly an exchange via text. You know, oh. I think, you know, yeah. So yeah, I think anyway, people don't want to hear that anyway. Yeah. And so my, my, my reason that I ended up telling them to stop um, being the one that was running the league was that I said, Hey, you know, there are people dying right now. I just can't be here in good conscience, like participating in a fantasy football league when like people are literally dying right now. I mean, cause this was kind of like when it was still relatively unknown and, and as far as what COVID was and, 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 and I'll see, um, mask mandates and, you know, vaccination mandates and everything else that was going on. So it was just like, I was not feeling moved at all. Um, and you know, uh, prior to that point when that ended, it was like the year before that I had an interesting exchange with one of the other owners in the league. He's a buddy of mine that I, um, 
I was in high school with, he was, uh, I was actually in high school. Again, we're talking about sports. I was, uh, I was on the varsity tennis team. So I played tennis in high school. And when I was a senior, this friend of mine that I'm talking to you about, he's a, he was a freshman. And so I was on the varsity. I played varsity doubles as a senior. And when we were playing in, um, I think it was, it was just the end of the year tournament for our league. And, um, he was my partner. He was my doubles partner. His name was Jacob. So anyway, years later, here we are, we're, we're in this fantasy football league together. And, and, um, I was our, this, at this point, it was, like I said, it was 2019. So I was like, I was barely starting my conversion and, and learning, uh, a lot of stuff about God and, and he made a comment because I had brought something up about God. I can't remember the ex exactly what it was, but he just, he was very strong in his opinion saying that he doesn't believe that God um, gets involved with sports. Like he's like, he's his, his point of view was God has more important things to do. What do you, what do you feel about that, Oliver? When when you hear Jacob telling me that, saying God has more important things to do, so he's not going to get involved with sports. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that there's probably a lot of people that share that same view. Uh, people that maybe aren't on a journey don't even correlate or think that God is out there on the field or arena, you know, protecting them or keeping them safe and I think maybe one of the reasons why is because um, they're not taught that that God is out there protecting that Jesus is there by their side you know kind of keeping them safe but what about performance wise too what do you think about that that God helping someone be the best the strongest I don't know I don't think I really think about God because then it's like now imagine you have let's say you have boxers right that are going to go you know box each other and let's say both of them are Christian now you think God is going to give both of them the power to knock each other's heads off <laughs> like that kind of doesn't make sense to me and then if I'm going to pray God give me the strength to just dominate and beat this person I don't know if that is what God wants me to do with this training this strength that he has given me because I don't know if that glorifies God beating down someone else but I don't know maybe that's what I think about that I don't know what do, yeah, you, what I mean, do you think do you think God can be can help someone get stronger or something like that I think anything is possible um, for God and um, I think things happen that are like beyond our understanding I mean things are always happening you know it's just I think it's because of God's uh, love for us, each and all, each and every one of us. Like he 
So like, and you, let's just refer, you know, refer back to that example that you just gave, you know, that, um, that boxer. Bef- yeah. Before going into that, there's this Bible verse that came to mind. It's uh, one Timothy four. Um, let's start with verse seven. It says, avoid profane and silly myths. Train yourself for devotion for while physical training is of limited value, devotion is valuable in every respect since it holds a promise of life both for the present and for the future. So, I don't know, this talking about training, like it says that physical training is of limited value, but devotion is valuable in every respect. So, just throwing that out there. Continue. Oh, yeah, I love that because I love that that in that scripture, how it brings up devotion, because, you know, for as Catholics, there's a lot of Catholics that have very strong devotions, and these devotions can certainly help us to come closer to Jesus. But uh, going back to that example that you brought up, like you mentioned kind of a, you know, you were kind of like putting yourself in his shoes, like, hey, if I pray this, like, what could come of that? And, you know, in God's love for that boxer, let's just say that was the prayer, like the way you literally just worded that out of your mouth. Like if that was the prayer, maybe in God's love for that boxer, he might have him lose. He might have him lose because in his love for him, he wants him to, he wants to, you know, purify his heart. He wants to be more humble, like whatever the case may be, like God knows our hearts. So you know, he could have that boxer lose. And so, um, these are things that I, that I think about, um, since sports was so heavily, um, something that I followed, um, in my life as a child going into my adult life. As a, as a child and going into your adult life, did you ever see God involved in, uh, athletes or like protecting players, giving them strength um i wasn't thinking about god um you know when i was watching these sports prior to my conversion i wasn't thinking about him at all i was of the mentality that it was all man right and if if someone like michael jordan let's say um you know arguably the greatest basketball player of all time when I was watching Michael Jordan play, I never thought to myself, like, oh man, God like made this man in such a way that he's just the best. Like I never, I mean, I remember uh, one of his most famous games was in the NBA finals against uh, Utah. I think this was maybe in 97. And he had the flu. So it's like, my, it's called the Michael Jordan flu game. And he's, you know, in this game, he scored like almost 40 points or something like that. And and the Bulls ended up winning that game in the NBA finals. Um, may have been game five or something like that. Or um, one or two. I just remember it being in Utah, I think. And so... Um, I, I, you know, that if I was, you know, in that moment, like a 
lover of Jesus, I might say to myself, praise God, because, man, he really gave Jordan the strength to do what he just did right now to, to score that many points and and to have such an amazing performance in spite of, you know, whatever he was going through physically to be like, cause he was like visibly like weak, like after the game, like he was just like putting his arm on like one of his teammates, like just to like, almost like help him walk off the court. But like, yeah, I think that if, you know, because I know nowadays, uh, now based on where I'm at with the Lord, like I, if I'm watching sports, I think about it. I think about Jesus and how, how he's helping each of these, each of his children right now that are on the, whether they're on the playing field, um, if it's a football game or on a basketball court, um, there is, I did see a game recently. Um, I'm actually a, a Buffalo Bills fan. I've been a, a, a fan since the early nineties. And, um, I watched, uh, me and the family were watching and this guy, he had, he tackles a bills player tackles. His name is Dane Jackson, but he tackles a, um, a player. This was week two of the NFL season this year. And he tackles a player in his head, like the way his head. Oh, a teammate was trying to make a tackle and he ends up missing the, the opposing team's player that had the ball. And he ends up hit like ramming his shoulder to the top of the helmet of this Bills player named Dane Jackson. His teammate? Yeah, his teammate hits him because he was trying to tackle the guy and right on his head, like, to, like, and it, like, you could see, if you could, you know, you could probably pull it up on YouTube if if, uh, if you're a listener or, or anyone that may have, may have already seen this. Like, you can see just, like, it looks bad. It looks really bad. Oh, yeah, because his head went back. His head goes back, and he's like, he gets hit right here, and you got his head going backwards, and like, that looked like he could have like snapped his neck. I kid you not, like he could have just straight died on the field right there. But, you know, I can't help but, you know, being a Christian and loving Jesus, like, the Lord protected Dane Jackson from dying on that field, like he, like it, like, for whatever um, God's purposes are to convert Tane Jackson's heart, he permitted that hit to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like, like I believe that with all my heart, like that the Lord permitted that to happen because he's going to use that to help Dane Jackson, you know, come closer to him. And, and I would, in that moment, man, like we were as, as, as faithful Catholics, like I was praying to Hail Mary, like it was a nasty hit, man. You got to if you if you watch this hit on YouTube, you'll you'll be like very impressed um, that that he is okay. Like he, it's like a miracle, man. It's literally a miracle that he got hit like that, and then um, two weeks later he's playing again. Like he's not he's not he's not even out for the year or anything. He's he's literally playing. Like nothing happened. So that was a miracle for sure. Like I was just watching that on TV and seeing him get hit like that. That was a miracle. Is that the clip that you wanted me to share about someone talking about 
Oh no. So the, so the clip that you're referring to, um, just another example of how God, I, I truly believe in my heart. I mean, he uses everything like God, cause, cause we're his children and we are where we are. He meets us where we're at. And some of us are, you know, live our lives in professional sports. And, um, so the clip that I share with you, which, um, you can play in a moment here is a clip from Buffalo Bills head coach, Sean McDermott. Now, I don't know if Sean McDermott is Catholic, but definitely he's Christian. He, he definitely believe he's a believer and, um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and play that real quick. And, um, We'll talk about it. It's a, it's a very short video. Plays like that. Just your initial reaction. I mean, Josh jumps up, he throws his hat off, he's ready to run on the field. Like, what were you kind of doing? When Taryn made the play? Yeah. Just saying glory to God, man. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's that's where, all. first of all, glory belongs just to God. Um, and we got a re, you know, resilient group of guys, resilient men and women in that locker room that have worked extremely hard on the offseason, this year, this week, uh, now we get a chance to enjoy the bye on a win, um, which I know my family will appreciate me being around uh, after a win as opposed to the other way. So, so there you go. Sean McDermott after the game um, that they had just won before their bye week, um, he was asked about a specific play that happened in the game. And you heard it yourself, uh, yourselves, uh, for our listeners out there, he gave he was giving glory to God, and he said that all glory belongs to Him. I mean, you don't hear that too often coming out of the mouths of people that are living in sports, you know, through whether it's coaching, athletes. Um, it's it's pretty rare. Like uh, you know, the Lord has shown me many instances of other people in sports that that do have a love for Christ um, Sean McDermott is definitely someone that that does clearly as uh, he's he's very quick to give the Lord the glory and give him credit and I believe that because of the fact that Sean McDermott has this relationship with Jesus I believe that's a reason why the Buffalo Bills are a good team now like I, I, I like I said I was I've been a fan since early 90s we were like 17 years, no playoffs. Like I'm saying like we were, you know, this fan base that has been supporting this team has been uh, suffering for a long time, but Sean McDermott became the head coach of the bills in uh, 2017. If I'm uh, recalling that correctly. And ever since Sean, you know, came in into that position and him being a believer and loving Christ, I mean, there's no other way to attribute what has transpired with this team now is that 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 through God's love and and his mercy like and and him wanting to receive glory uh for whatever transpires on that field when you have a coach that is willing to give him that credit he, the Lord is definitely involved that's kind of reminded right now um talked about giving glory to God. So I don't know how this correlates, but hopefully John, you can um, make this make, make sense of all this <laughs> at the, uh, 
marriage enrichment weekend at the end of the uh the weekend you know there's a a mass and then the priest wants uh couples to just share their experiences and i think i think i had stood up and i was sharing a little bit of uh, what i thought and I, I said you know god this you know god god is good god 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 like oh man god is so good god this weekend god god right and then when i was done this this really like just stands out in my mind but this priest was just like he kept pointing me to jesus like i don't know if he was speaking to me directly but after me just talking about god and giving glory to god and talking about god he just kept saying well yeah, we have to remember that jesus is the one that died on the cross for us that Jesus is the one, that Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like he drilled that into into his talk after, I don't know if it was right after I had just talked about God, but I, I, then I think from that moment, it kind of hit me that, that's right, it's about Jesus. And we give glory to God through Jesus. And we have to make God's will is that we come to know Jesus. And then by knowing Jesus, we come to know God. Amen. And so I was just like, man, that kind of, that makes sense. And so just hearing, because if people are just kind of randomly just throwing out, you know, like God without I don't know if they have to mention Jesus or maybe they do. I mean, the priest was, he was definitely making a point about Jesus died on the cross for us. It's because then God could be anything to anybody, just like right. sports. That's a God to people who drop everything that they do for sports, right? And so how does that tie into this coach giving glory to God? Or then I think about, okay, if more people in sports can acknowledge Jesus working through them, I think that, and this is just what I think, and I could be completely wrong, and I'm fine with that, that's kind of where it's at. Because then we're called to make disciples of nations, and we're called to bring people closer to Jesus. And if we're not talking about Jesus then it's kind of like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here? But that's just what I think. What, what, what do you think, John, about what I just shared and relating it back to, I guess, that glory to God? No, I, I appreciate what you shared. Um, it's, there's a lot of it's definitely, um, first of all, that experience that you shared at the, at the marriage enrichment family mass, that's pretty awesome. It, was that when you guys were first participants that probably, that happened? Probably. Okay. Because I don't know why. I'm like I was. I don't remember being at that mass when the when that happened. So. And yeah, it was that, uh, your favorite priest, Father Joseph. Too, Father that, Joseph. That said. That. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering who. I, I I was kind of feeling like it was probably Father Joseph because I can't imagine Father Romy um, being the one that was doing that, but. 
yeah father joseph being very holy spirit filled yeah that doesn't that doesn't surprise me um obviously god you know is working through father joseph you know the holy spirit in, in that moment and his meeting you know obviously you're sharing from the perspective that this like you felt like he was almost talking to you right like he was yes. talking to everybody yeah but you're open in that moment right you're open because you had just been like god you know god giving glory to god right in in for the weekend and so um the holy spirit's like boom like my son oliver like here he is he's open so i'm gonna i'm gonna like you said point him point him to our savior right and um i appreciate that because what i what i what i feel in my heart about that is like is like that i feel like is kind of similar like what i experienced when i first kind of like was going through my problems in my marriage and and me surrendering was that in that initial prayer i was talking to god like i don't when i was surrendering my life to the lord i, I don't recall like specifically saying jesus's name in that prayer so why i'm feeling moved to talk about that is because you know the lord meets us where we're at and i think sometimes for many of us we have to get to the point first that that we can even acknowledge his existence that god is real before we can and as you mentioned like i believe in that 100% like to come to know to know god to come to know um god the father like we have to we have to know his son right our savior jesus christ and so um that's kind of how i receive what you just said is just that you know i think for many of us as we start our journey in following christ like oftentimes it will just come initially through an acknowledgement a simple acknowledgement like oh man god is real and i don't mean to make that sound like a little thing like that's a major a major step right if if we acknowledge god is real and we're actually praying or in your case, you were trying to give him glory and just show gratitude, right? Like that comes from a place that is an open heart, that is humble because we, we cannot be humble or we cannot be uh, grateful or show gratitude without humility. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's how I see that is that, you know, cause it kind of was, that was kind of similar to me, just that. God then led me to Jesus, right? To, to know his son because he's our savior. And like you said, he died for our sins, right? And, and through him, uh, we're able to have eternal life. And, and, and so to going back to this coach, Sean McDermott of the, you know, of the Buffalo bills, like that's probably just kind of where he's at in his journey. Right. He's just like, he knows God is real. And so therefore he's trying to give glory to God as, as like you were for that marriage enrichment weekend, you know, you experienced this great thing 
this weekend it, it, like you felt like you were receiving grace to empower um, you to be able to have a blessed marriage a more holy marriage and and you know contrast that to the Buffalo Bills coach he witnessed you know whatever he witnessed on the field which he felt in his heart was God blessing his team God blessing him like and he wanted to give God glory. So, you know, um, I don't, I don't expect like, you know, a head coach of an NFL team to just be like, praise Jesus. And like, you know, telling the media that's interviewing him, like they need to repent of their sins and, and go to Christ. <laughs> but, um, that's, that's definitely something that, um, that I receive as we, uh, ponder, you know, the journeys that, that we, that we all kind of walk on. And so, you know, with, uh, with sports again, I just, I definitely feel that God is using sports to be an instrument to convert, to convert his children, like, um, his you know, the Lord says that he, you know, he leaves the 99, uh, for the, for the one and God can use sports. He can use sports to, to call that or, or, you know, to help that, that lost sheep become found. And, and, you know, we all have, we all have different journeys that are going to be unique, um, in, in, in many ways, but, but ultimately, I don't think any of us can really come to have a relationship with Christ unless we fully acknowledge with our hearts that God is real, that God is real. He exists. And um, I want I want to I want to come to know him. And, 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 and I think automatically as we express this desire to come to know, to come to know God, um, you know, we obviously will, will, you know, Jesus will reveal himself to us. Um, another thing that does come to my mind about what you shared, um, and why father Joseph was so strong about speaking of Jesus, it's because there's other faiths, right? You got, you have Judaism, Islam, right? Um, you know, these are other religions that are monotheistic in which they believe in one God that there's you know only one God. But what makes us different? We believe in Christ. We believe that Christ is the Son of God. We believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And so, if we're not talking about Jesus as you were kind of mentioning, then then we are doing a disservice to other people, other children of God that believe in the existence of God, but don't are, have not yet found the way, right? The road is narrow and few find it, right? So we have a responsibility as Christians to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, because Jesus says in the gospel that only through him can we come to the father, right? Oh, that's a verse I just pulled up right now. John chapter 6, verse 44, Jesus says, 
No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Wow. That's the perfect scripture for what we just <laughs> talked about. Because we were just, you were giving glory to God for that marriage enrichment. So when I hear that scripture, it's like he's call, he was calling, yeah. you know? I think, And I think and, that's what kind of prompted me to look up. Because I was like, oh, no, I think there's a, a, a verse for that. And I like to, you know, tie in scripture so that we're just not talking from like our feelings. Oh, no, absolutely. That's but, really I, but what I did learn about feelings, I used to think, you know, feelings don't matter. Like it's not about your, what you feel. It's about what the truth is. But, you know, God has shown me that, you know, feelings are actually important because feelings show what your disposition is. Yes. Feelings show like 100%. what your beliefs are. And so without knowing kind of what we're working with, we don't, we don't even know where we're going to go. So exactly. I've come to learn that feelings are important. That's right. Amen. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit, if we're paying attention to, like if we're in conversation with a brother or sister and they're sharing feelings about something and we're paying attention to those feelings because we know that they're important, the Holy Spirit will guide us and showing us where we need to go, like where, where we need to go to be able to kind of, you know, plant seeds uh, for this person. Minister to them. Yep. Yeah. What What was the, I, I want to pull that up on my phone too. What was uh, the, the John the, chapter six, verse 44. Okay, great. Do 45. Awesome. But yeah, uh, that was perfect. Kind of in wrapping this up. Um, did you want to add to that? Or you're just looking at it just to look at it? No, I just want I I wanted to to see it, um, to, uh, just to see because and let that let the word just rest in me. That's that's so beautiful. Um, that scripture that you just shared. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, just kind of just to kind of wrap up, like you said, um, you know, I believe that God uses because he knows us and he knows our hearts and like like you were mentioning earlier in this conversation many of us have made sports our god um and oftentimes we do that without being aware of it we're not even conscious of it right we it, when 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 oliver and i say something like that we're referring to our actions like what do our actions say like you know someone could tell you i love you but if they objectify you, if they, um, like, let's just say in a marriage, if they, um, don't help you out, um, with the raising of the kids or caring for the kids, if they are, uh, not doing their best to help, uh, support the family financially, but they tell you that they love you. I mean, how real is that love? if the action behind it, um, doesn't match up. Right. So, so that's kind of what we're referring to is if, you know, I'm an individual that is not going to church on Sundays. I'm not going to mass. Um, I don't pray, um, you know, you know, whatever it is, like I'm rejecting God in my life, but I am, watching basketball every night 
because maybe I have NBA league pass or um, I'm a ten, I'm going to a football game every Sunday. Let's say I'm a season ticket holder for the Los Angeles Rams or the Los Angeles chargers. Like, you know, I got season tickets, so I'm going to a game on, on Sunday every week. I mean, those actions show where our hearts are. Yes. And this is very dangerous, uh, very dangerous for our souls. Our souls are eternal. And one day we will die. We will face the Lord Jesus. And he knows what we've been doing. So we're going to have to give an account for, for our lives. And, and so um, I believe all things can be used for good. It's like Romans eight twenty eight. Uh, for those that love love Jesus, like I, I believe that, and sports can be used for good, but it, you know it has to be in an ordered way, and and the Holy Spirit, uh, if we're open to it, will always guide us in 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 making sure that we're not worshiping sports. Yeah, and um, in in adding to that. Just a reflection, maybe just not with sports, but with kind of everything in your life. Because uh, where you spend your time is, or where you spend a lot of your time is kind of going to be where your heart is at. And, you know, just a little reflection, you know, is what I'm doing today, is that bringing me closer to Jesus? Because then if it's not, um, you know, ask God to kind of show you how, to use whatever he's giving you to help bring you closer into a relationship with Jesus. Cause that's, what's going to matter even more than what are, whatever sports or activities you got going on. So, you know, thank you all for listening. And with that being said, Jesus loves you.